You know what time it is. It's Peter Rosenberg from Hot 97, Cheap Heat, Juan Epstein, all that. You can catch me at hip-hop shows, on the reg, wrestling events, on the reg. And you can catch me right here, Hoops in the Sun Radio. We, we're talking about hoops in the sun, or nah, it depends. You know what I'm saying? My man Randy Cruz. Another edition of the Hoops in the Sun radio show podcast here on Block Talk Radio and blocktalkradio.com, also on hitsradioshow.com. Thank you for joining us tonight here on the podcast, Thursday night, February 5th, 2015, here live in New York City. You can hear all episodes on the hitsradioshow.com site, blogtalkradio.com backslash hitsradioshow, also on Stitcher and download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We are on episode number 181, and we are currently on the road to 200 here for the Hoops in the Sun radio show podcast. Again, you can download the podcast on iTunes. Also, the Cruise Control podcast is on there as well, so it's all under the same umbrella. Thanks to each and every one of you who's listened to the show, downloaded it, talked about it, uh, whether for two minutes or five minutes or the entire duration. And we appreciate you guys just supporting us, downloading it, promoting it. And if you're currently listening to the show, and if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of both the Hits Radio Show podcast and the Cruise Control podcast, you can email us at hoopsradio at gmail.com. Again, hoopsradio at gmail.com if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of both the Hits Radio Show podcast and the Cruise Control podcast. I'm your host, Randy Cruz. You can hit me up on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-A-N-D-Y-J-C-R-U-Z. The show is also on Twitter at Hits Radio Show. Again, HitsRadioShow.com, BlockTalkRadio.com. The number to call in. 646-716-7474, 646-716-7474. Tonight on the show, a good friend of mine, Edgar Burgos of Heart to Guard Entertainment. He has a big-time charity event coming up here in New York City next Tuesday, February 10th. So we'll talk to him about that, how it got started, who was involved. Um, also, Ian Begley of ESPNNewYork.com, also a good friend of mine, talk some NBA basketball with New York Knicks, and we got a, um, he already knows, but we're, we're going to do it live on the air, a big time surprise for him when it comes to the summertime, so all that and more, and, you know, I, if you're an avid fan of the show, you know that, yes, I am the host, but I also have a co-host, and, I mean, I don't even know what to say, because this is probably the first time he's been on the show since... April or May, it's a busy guy. You know, he's a he's a hoops in the sun Hall of Famer now. So maybe, you know, he don't have the the, the the time to hang out with me no more. But it's always a pleasure to host a show 
with Uncle G Stacks, and this is the first time we are in 2015. First time he's on the show <laughs> in 2015. Um, it's a pleasure, my man. How are you? Hey, look, man. All I want to know is, am I am I flying or something? I mean, <laughs> you guys, let me have it, man. You know, I mean, hey, this is um, this this is just uh, part of the fabric of sports. You know, his radio is, I mean, it's just an amazing, an amazing thing that you guys have put together. I'm just proud to be part of it. Uh, and like you said, I'm busy. And I got a six-year-old, and it's just a very, very difficult job, man, when you're up here at this age. But I'm, I'm always hit, and um, I talk to you all the time. New York City needs to know that. <laughs> and uh, I was just telling you, I'm like, Mandy, I got to get on. I got to get a show. You know, I got to get in here and get back under this 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 hits umbrella, man. So I miss you guys. I miss the fans. I miss what we do. And uh, I should be good for that, man. We heading into the spring league, and uh, it's just good to be back. That's all I can say. It's good to be back on. Yeah, man. It, it does it does feel kind of weird because I know we've been doing the show. Uh, for about four or five years now, and like I said in the beginning, we're episode 181. Gee, I mean, I didn't think I, wow. I didn't think me and you would do five or ten, but five years later, 181 is a lot of episodes. And me and you have, have had great conversations with many great people around the world in the world of entertainment and sports, and um, it, it, it's just phenomenal to have that experience of talking to those guys with you and people we look up to and we watch on TV or we hear on the radio all the time and just having that platform for them to come on and talk with us, um, it's great. And, you know, we're on the road to 200. I have no idea what we're going to do for number 200. I'm pretty sure it'll be big. But, um, you know, it's definitely great to have you back. Hopefully we'll have you more consistent, but like I said, you're always busy, man. I know you, you're your hits for life, Hall of Famer, like I said. And again, man, it, it's, it feels weird, man. Every, I've been doing this for quite some time by myself, but um, it, it, it never gets old to, to do the show with you, man. Exactly, man. So uh, I heard we got some good stuff going on tonight. And um, I just, I, you know, I'm always enamored with the way you're able to. Uh, just get guests. You know, just when you email me or you hit me and you say, hey, man, this is who I got. Or this is who I think we're going to get. You know, I'm just always impressed. You know, I don't know what your real magic is, but just the guys you've been able to bring in, man, from Bledsoe to Kid to Ryan Rucco. I mean, just it's, 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 it's really mind-boggling the way you go about getting these people to sit down and, and you know, and feed us and feed the fans. So, Again, man, I'm just glad to be part of it. And, um, it's, 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 I don't know if I'm complacent, but I just know Hits is always a home, so it's just good to be back on the air. Yeah, man, I, I don't, I don't know how I do it, man. I just reach out, and you know, there, there are times where I get the, you know, not right now, can't do it, or maybe some other time down the road. But like, like I said from day one, man, we just appreciate those who come on and just spend time with us and talk basketball, talk football, whatever it may be. Because, you know, they're busy, too. You know, they have a schedule. they got families. And to, just to spend five minutes with us, it, it, you know, it's a blessing. And you came on, uh, I think, which should be a very good show, two people you know very well, um, Edgar Burgos, Hardegar Entertainment, Ian Begley, ESPN New York, um, two guys you're familiar with. So 
Um, Edgar's going to come on. He has he has a big NYC uh, charity event next Tuesday at Baruch College. We're going to talk to him about that and how the idea got started and who's involved and all the proceeds going to the diabetes research. So it's a great cause. That's Tuesday at Baruch. And then Begley's going to come on, some NBA, probably not too much Knicks, hopefully not. But um, me and him are going to share a surprise with you. I know we got to get you a new Twitter account. That's number one. And two, the surprise that we have, and I'm pretty sure you're, you're going to be in agreement with it, um, we were going back and forth on Twitter last week during Throwback Thursday. Long story short, it was a picture that I put up about Andre Barrett scoring 57 at the beach the year before you got there, just to, to kind of go back in that moment. And I said, hey, wow. Ian, Beggy, Ian Beggy wrote this when he was with the, the, the Daily News back in 06. So um, I wrote him on Twitter and said, hey, Ian, you know you wrote this, right? He was like, yes, sir, and everything, and he recalls that day. And me, I just said, hey, man, you've been covering hoops in the sun for 10 years, man. Like, it's, you're, the, you're the one constant media outlet that we have. And I put in the tweet, in capital letters, H-O-F, question mark. And you know what H-O-F means. Right, G? Okay. Yeah. So we went back and forth. And by the time you know what, G, and, um, we never do it so, ahead of, so much ahead of time. We usually do it in June and July, but long story short, um, we're looking to induct Ian Begley into the Hoops in the Sun Hall of Fame this summer. Mm-hmm. Well, so he's happy about so, it. <laughs> it's a humbling thing, man. I swear, it's a humbling thing, man. It really is. It's a humbling thing if you – I mean, I, I don't – you know, I'm speechless about it. I'm still not over mine. Uh, I think Hall of Fame is something that you can't really assess until your career is over. You know, there's no way you can appreciate it. Um, I had the benefit of, you know, the crews and Ken and them. They said, well, look, you know, the guy worked hard enough and did it while I was still working. So it changed right. the dynamic for me. It really changed everything about what I do now. I mean, now at that point, the obligation shifts to, you know, to to the fans and to giving back, and you know, you didn't you didn't suck everything out of it now in terms of your accomplishment. So now you got to give back. You know, you got to find another little Bobby C, another T Stacks. He's deserving of it. You know, he's been with us a long time. He cuts corners for us. He keeps us in the loop. Oh, he's a great kid, and um, he's in good company. That's all I can say. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. And you know, you look at it. You look at it, G. In, in a matter of ten years. He's been with three different media outlets, and we've been publicized and promoted on each and every one of them whenever he has the opportunity to do so. And that's Daily News, New York Post, and now ESPN New York. And, you know, without him bringing hoops to the masses outside of the city or even people in the city that never heard of the tournament just to read an article or just get a, get a box score, that means a lot. He's helping us reach out to different people who can't get there, who have never heard of the tournament and, and, and whatnot. And, and I think – and he's been doing that for 10 years. So when I did it, I, I didn't think about it as, like, I was 100%, 100% serious. But after a while, like, you know what? Like, why not? He's been there 10 years, and, you know, he'll, he'll, be, there, he'll, he'll be there again this summer. He's been already working on the speech. I told him, hey, listen, uh, we'll bring out a, the, the tent – and the umbrellas for you to cover you from the sun because we know it can get hot. 
and everything. So um, he's very happy, and I think that's the one thing I want to ask him right from the gun uh, when he gets on. So it, it, it should be a great show. Like I said, Edgar and Ian coming on. Um, before Edgar comes on, I want to ask you about the Super Bowl on Sunday. I have no idea who you were going for. I know you're a big Giant fan. Um, who are you going for, and were you happy about the outcome? Wow. I, it was mixed for me. I swear, man, this was one I, you know, and you know I'm a sports nut, but this mm-hmm. is one I really thought. I just felt like, hey, and it was just a gut thing. I really, really never. You know, outside of my kids, you know, outside of the job, I never go against Brady. I just, you know, it's just cliche for me in sports. Right. You know, it's almost like going against Jordan. You know, it really is for me. And, I, you know, I had that one slight thing. I thought defense wins, but I thought Belichick and Brady, are, you know, they can solve anything. And you saw early on, they solved it. You know, they did the short pass. They kept the secondary out of it. They stayed off Reeves Island. You know, they did a bunch of things that confused them. And I think that's really, really where they won. I don't think so much in terms of the interception. I don't think it even boiled down the yardage, the time possession. I thought not even being out coach, I just thought that they came with the game plan that you need to be the good Seahawks defense. Right. And they, they played out. And I, and I thought that Brady was fired up at all times. I never saw him that emotionally connected to the game. Never. I never. I'm a Brady dude. And I never saw him that emotionally. I thought he had something to prove. And I think that's when everybody's at their best, when you have something to prove. And he went out there with the naysayers, the cheating, the deflate gate, you know, the bashing his wife. He went out there with a lot to prove. You know, there was a point, and I want to be quick with this. There was a point early in the season where there was a point where they were talking about Brady leaving. I don't know how people, how much people really thought, but there was a point where he had got that frustrated when they had lost to Kansas City or something early in the season. They were about two and two, and then there were talks around football that he might be out of there. Passionate dude. So um, you know, I know people don't like the Patriots, but I just like good play. And I thought the game plan was worthy of a win. That was cool. Before we get to Edgar in about twenty seconds, um, I to me, I think that puts the argument to bed of who's better between him and Peyton Manning, I think that that's totally dead now. Um, you've seen Montana, Montana in his prime more than I did. I've seen more Brady in his prime. When, when, the, when the subject of who's the greatest quarterback ever, now Tom Brady is, is you know inching closer, but do you think he – is at the same level now, or do you think he has to win as many as Montana or um, get more MVPs or play longer? He, ha- he has. He's everything now. He got the same amount of Super Bowls. He gets the same okay. amount of MVPs. But the, the one thing that he didn't have, and, 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 he, and he's great, but the one thing that I think he lacked that Montana had is that Montana was kind of like a sure bet every time. Right. You know, Brady, if there's anything short on his resume, you know, it's a couple of times you, the people were able to get him. You know, and that's not to say you didn't have to be miraculous, but I think when you talk Joe Montana, and there will always be an argument about who had better. You know, this is a dude that had Jerry Rice and Freddie Solomon and Roger Craig and Bill Walsh. And so, you know, there will always be that argument about uh, Brady having to change all the time, you know, from West Walker. To, you know, he always had to change his target. And that's kind of what gives him an edge in that regard. He did it in different generations. 
you know, for him going 10 years without a Super Bowl and then winning one, it's going to be pretty hard to put him down. It's not the best of all time. You know, these are the things that are going to continue to uh, just fuel his argument. When you go a decade without a chip and come back and get one, and this is a dude talking about playing into his 40s. You look at Brady, he said he, he, told, he said the other day, I love this thing. The condition expert, you can get another five out of Brady. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You can still get another five. He's got a great wife to keep him young. He's got kids. And his ego, you know, his ego, I think is what's going to keep him around. Good dude. Man. Yeah, he wants to play until he's 45. I, I mean, exactly. You know, God willing, if, if he's, you know, healthy, <laughs> he, he can do it. <laughs> Somewhere Woody Johnson is saying, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. As long as Brady's alive, they signed off, man. No getting past Brady. <laughs> no matter who they get the coach or GM. I don't care what they pull the record. They went 10 years in Brady, and he still showed them you can't get past me. Exactly. It's a different kind of dude, man. You're live on the Hoops in the Sun radio show podcast. Myself, Randy Cruz, Uncle G Stacks, and... We're going to get to guest number one of the night, good, good friend of mine and good friend of Uncle G, Mr. Edgar Burgos of Hard to Guard Entertainment. The man is uh, putting on a, a charity event, a big-time charity event, this Tuesday night here in New York City, Rook College, 24th Street, Lexington Avenue, 730. Um, trying to read this real quick. Advanced tickets, $25. If you're paying on that day, is 35 so I, I would suggest you pay prior. Um Edgar, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up? What's up, fellas? What's, up? what's going on? What's going on? Doing good, man. Doing good. All right, Uncle G. How you been? All right. All right, man. What's up, man? <laughs> hey, 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 Edgar, I told G, Edgar's coming on the show, and he called in, and Uncle G hasn't been on the show since April, so I guess you had some good luck going on, man. That's hilarious. I think he wanted hey, to talk about the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. I wanted I wanted to talk to Edgar, man. I wanted to, you know, I, that's just uh, to me. I think that's like almost going to an employment opportunity. Man. You talk to Edgar, <laughs> who knows, man? You know, it's just like going down to welfare. Yeah. You, got a you got a shot when Edgar's in the building. Oh man, yeah. um, I, I appreciate yeah. that. Edgar Burgos, Hard to Grow Entertainment. Hit him up on Twitter at eberg one e b u r g o n e on Twitter. Um, so you have this charity event going on this Tuesday, like I said, February 10th, 7.30, Baruch College. Before we get into that, um, who is playing, and how did this whole idea come about to you? Uh, about a month and a half ago, you know, obviously, if you, know, you know, I work in basketball, I work in sports. So about a month and a half ago, half ago I knew, you know, also I was going to be in New York. So I was like, all right, let me see how I can make an impact. So uh, I checked the schedule, and I was like, you know what? I want to kick it off right, right that Tuesday. Because usually, you know, All-Star Week, everything starts to kick off that Thursday. So right. I said, you know, I want to create a little buzz and uh, and do a give back. So, I, you know, I figured out, let me do it. I go a celebrity basketball game. And then I was like, all right, the next step is I want to give back. So I decided to give back to the American Diabetes Association. So, you know, then I started making calls. And the first call I made to was uh, Sean Peckers, who works at Rock Nation Sports. And I told him my idea. 
And he said, love it. Let's go. And I called Fat Joe, and uh, he was like, I'm with you. And I saw CeCe Sebastian at the Nick game, and uh, I talked to him about that, my idea, and he said, I'm there. Well, that, you know, if you need me, I'm there. I saw Victor Cruz. Victor Cruz was like, I'm in. I want my artist to perform. Done deal. And I just started making phone calls from there, and, from there, and then you know, started working out, and I started talking to my, you know, talking to my guys, Ricky Rivers, Chris Jean, Sharice, and they were like, "Yo, we're with you." There's a lot of people wow. I see on this flyer, and about who's playing, who's attending. Like you said, Fat Joe, Victor Cruz, there's all, um, Sabathia is also DJ Clue, Un P, Jada Kiss. Um, was it more easy? Was it more difficult to have these people sign on to help you in this in making this event possible? Um, I think in the beginning, like you know, you pass. I was passing the idea to some of the guys, and they were like, you know, I'm there. So, I, but I was a little skeptic, uh, saying, you know, when you say you're there, you know, that that's cool. But then I was like, no, I really need you guys there. I'm really gonna try to make this event happen. And as the event started picking up steam, they were like, yo. I'm there. Like, like I'm really coming. So I was like, you know, it takes a lot of work just to make all these guys just, you know, come to one central location to try to make something something work. And and, it, and it's their time. And, you know, it's not like you're giving them money or anything. It's just like, yo, you know, we, I want to make this event and, you know, I want to give back. And, you know, and now it's like, all right, cool. I, you know, I want to give back too and I want to help. I want to help the cause. It, that, that was... Uh, easy. It was that's the hard part, just to get everyone, you know, to agree. Like, you know, I'm doing this for free because a lot, you know, nowadays, you know, a lot of people don't like doing things for free. So, you know, but you know, everyone was down for the cause, which you know, I'm happy about. Now, one more before I throw it to G. Now. Is it? Uh, are you done in recruiting other people? Cause I know you got a couple more days left. Are there other people that that are reaching out to you to say, "Hey, listen, I uh, want to be down with this too." Yo, guys, Randy, if I tell you, if I show you my email of all the people that want to play, <laughs> which is shocking, and it's actually like some, like some decent names, like yo, I want to get involved. How do I get involved? Blah, blah, blah. So it's just, you know, I I, I left two open spots. Because somebody called, two guys called me yesterday, and they said they're actually flying in for All-Star Week. And they were like, hold me a spot, because I definitely want to be involved somehow, some way. I was like, all right, I'm going to hold you a spot. I took their jersey numbers and their sneaker size. And I said, all right, I hope you guys play, because if you guys play, it's just going to make it that much better. So, you know, I definitely got some surprises, like people were just coming to watch the game. So I got some of that, you know, I'm happy about. And, but my, you know, my main thing is, uh, I just want to put on a great event. And, you know, with the performances, you know, we have Troy Ave performing at halftime. We got Victor Cruz's artist performing at halftime. We got Mr. Cheeks opening opening up uh, the game with lights, camera, action. You know, so we, you know, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be pretty cool. But, you know, I just wanted to go smooth, and I just want everybody to have a good time. So, so you you're doing like a mini summer jam in the winter. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> winter jam. It's called the winter jam. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Uncle G, go ahead. Yeah, I'm impressed. I am. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to, 
I'm not only going to say impressed, but it's uh, to me it's just something that with Edgar is just long overdue. You know, I think that people toil, and I think people work, and then sometimes you just you just underneath where you need to be. I just think that's life. You know, I think it's just, it's, you know, sports and life, they're so connected. And Edgar's just a prime example. You know, I'm just proud to know him. You know, I'm glad that I've been able to work with him and feel him as a person. And, and every time I've ever saw him, it's always been nothing but love. It's always been that extra minute that, you know, gee, you're all right. Like, you know, I'm going to tell you a quick story, man. Right? I was down on 34th Street. This when Edgar used to drive the van, you know. And I ran into him one day. I was coming from the work, Daily News, and I seen him. He said, man, come on, man. I said, Edgar, man, you got something to do. He said, gee, would you come on, man? And we, we rode around. This when we was getting ready to shoot the thing up at Kingdom. And it was prior to that, so we were getting everything together, me, Booby Smooth, everything's Pope. And Edgar was just making sure that we all was on the same page. And we rolled around in it. It's just little things. You know, there are little things that you'll see about a dude outside of what you see publicly, and it'll tell you where he's at. So I'm not surprised. You know, I'm surprised, but then I'm not because this is a dude that just worked his way to wherever he ended up. You know, I'm really, really proud, proud to know him. And I think that this is the way it's going to go for us. I think that he's an example. That that's how it's going to go. You never see Edgar want fame. You never see him want glory. You know, anybody that knows him, tell you, he pushes that back. That's the last thing he wants. And that's why the crown will always be here. This is a dude that's just really about making sure we get this culture. So, yeah, I appreciate I'm, that. That means, that, means, that means a lot. That means a lot. I'm really you know, I'm happy, funny, man. I, the funny thing is, like, I still remember, like, I, you know, every time I talk to Randy, Randy hits me up. I still remember uh, when I sat down and I met Randy and I sat down with Joe and I told him the whole idea was summer ball. And they looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> so, I'm like, no, I was like, nah. I said, yo, I'm telling you, it's, it's going to happen. Like, my, my main thing was to see, like, Randy and Joe and, you know, in the Kenny Stevens and, you know, those guys that have been busting you know, they're behind for years, and I felt like they never got that, that uh, notoriety that I think that they deserve. And I still think they don't get the notoriety that they, de- they think they deserve. But as long as their names are out there and people, the right people know who they are. So that's, that's exactly. the key for me, and that's what exactly. makes me happy. Exactly. Well, I mean, it's funny because I, when you look back at it, and we're in 2015, so that means that I've known, well, we've known Edgar for about, nine almost 10 years now and it's like i still recall that day when i met him we were talking about the summer ball and this and that it, it was just like to me that still feels like yesterday and that was like in oh my god like oh six and i'm like wow i've really known Edgar for, for so long and with you know and from there to msg and, and everything he's been doing with, with hard to guard it's like wow everything is coming full circle so when i when i say you know let me have him on the show and I thought about like, man, I knew this guy for ten freaking years, man. Like, where, like, where did time go, Edgar? Where did time went? Yeah, yeah. I'm getting old and my feet hurt. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, question. Just staying on on summer ball, just for this one topic. Um, you did that for about, I would say, two or three years. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think two, two, three years. Has it ever came back in your mind and say, you know what, that that could happen again, but different pieces have to be in place, or are you just totally saying, nah, man, I I can't I can't go through that again. 
No, nah, no. Nah. Um, you know, it's funny. I actually been thinking about, you know, I, that's a show that I feel like it should come back. And if I could get involved, I definitely will get involved again. It just has to be the right situation, the right channel, right, you know, right people that to help make it happen. Uh, I, you know, you want some advertisers to help push it. Uh, you know, you want you want to make this push. So it's definitely something that I, w- I would think about getting involved in again and trying to make it happen. And, uh, you know, I think it would be great for all the tournaments. I, I think the tournaments will push it. I think the tournaments actually will push it more than they did 10 years ago, you know, just because, you know, they've seen it before. So they've seen it before and they know what can happen from it, you know, what how it can impact the tournament, how the tournament could probably generate hopefully a couple of more dollars, you know, you know, to you know, to and put some money into your guys' pockets. Because a lot of a lot of the time the money's coming out of your personal personal pockets for something that you're doing giving back to the community, which is crazy. Yeah. Now back yeah, back to the event real quick. Um portions of the proceeds are going to the diabetes research. Any particular reason why you wanted to help yes, out my- that cause? Yes, my aunt years ago passed away from it. My mom has it. Um, you know, my grandmother has it. I have type 1. I have to take a pill every morning. Uh, so, you know, I, you know, I see sometimes, you know, kind of, you know, one time I was, you know, in the hospital for a few days because my sugar was really high. And I see the impact that it could you know, do in people's lives. And I know a lot of family, you know, family friends who have it. I see what it's done to them. And I and I feel like a lot of people, especially our minority markets, Spanish and Black people, we gotta watch what we eat. We gotta exercise, exactly. and that's right. important. Exactly. And I don't think we give, we, you know, we don't talk about it enough. And I think we should talk about it enough. And I and that's why I chose it. All right, Uncle G. It's good. It's a good cause. I think it's it's kind of closer to home. Um, you know, we we were just talking, Randy. Um, me and me and Commissioner Kim, we were just talking about how closely life and sports imitate each other. And he was telling me, gee, he never he he never understood it until I was telling him. But it's it's always the same things that you see in sports. Uh, the way, for instance, the way sometimes we're colorblind because we love a sport. And it's the same with causes like diabetes, and it makes you colorblind. Like you said, it's of course the minorities, the poor, you know, the healthcare. Of course, yeah, it's, it's more prevalent, but it's, it's everybody that it touches, you know. And, and that's the kind of cause it is. And I think those are the things that make us all one. You know, it's just so easy. That's why you see, you know, the names and the people that wanted to get involved because there's always somebody you know that's next. There's always somebody you know in a room, in a hospital, in and out of the emergency room because of these kind of things. And I think that's the way we got to be. I think all of us that have a voice, all of us that got the, uh, it might not be as strong as that girl, you may not be as exposed, but the little bit that you have, you got to lead toward everybody being on the same pace. So it's a good effort. I, I, I support it. I want to try to get over there. And it's just a good thing to see, really. It's just good for us, good for the culture. Yeah. I appreciate so, that. Definitely. I appreciate that. Again, you can uh, follow Edgar Burgos on both Twitter and Instagram, eberg1, E-B-U-R-G-O-N-E. Um, just to wrap it up in a few. Now, when, when that event is happening, what is Edgar Burgos going to be doing while all of this is happening and the fans are coming into the 
into the into the gym and celebrities and whatever. What are you going to be doing? Are you are you, are you going to be sitting down? You, what's up? <laughs> no, nah, there ain't going to be no sitting. I'm actually in a meeting right now with my boy Chris and Sharice, and uh, we're trying to make some magic. So I'm actually depending on them more because uh, now in my own way, I kind of look up to them and they kind of know what they're doing. And uh, that's it. Well, you could tell. So I'll be running around. I'll be running around taking orders from Sharice. That's what I'll be doing. <laughs> you could tell. You could tell Chris and Sharice. I said hello. I, I know you were currently in a meeting. You should have told me that, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. My thing is this: Should I ask you a Nick question while you're around Nick management? Yeah, <laughs> we um, could one question and then we could go on to the next subject. Uh, okay, uh, I'll do one. Uh, let me see. All right, let, let me let me fast forward to the summertime because this season is what it is. Um, how do you think their summer their summer will be? Um, who should they target when it comes to the draft, kind of positioning, and well, some of the free agents as well? Well, uh, it definitely depends on uh, what's our draft pick. After a lot of these, obviously, we want the number one pick and we want to get Okafor. Right. Yeah, and we want to start something bigger. And you got a lot of free agents. You got, you know, Lamarcus Aldridge. He's good. You know, you, I mean, we could be all right. We just got to make some nice strategic moves. We could be back to a playoff team, but we want not only do we want to be a playoff team, we want to be a playoff contender to try to win a championship. So it's going to right. take a couple of years. And I think, you know, I think with Phil and Derek, I, you know, I like those guys, and I think, you know. They have a passion for winning, and, you know, nobody likes to lose, and this is a learning experience for everybody. But I think we'll be fine. You know, Uncle G, he, he, I bet you he, you know, grinds his teeth every time I mention the Knicks on his podcast because he's definitely not a fan. And every time we talk about him, either they're not performing well, they're, not, they're losing, or anything with Melo. So I, I'm just afraid to throw it to him because he's probably <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what G's gonna say about this team, but uh, G to go with, with what Edgar said about who they should target and whatnot. Uh, real quick, what do you what have you been seeing from this team and going forward? Uh, what do you think they should do? I just hate to prophesize. You know, people that know me, you know, people that come to the beach and people that frequent the video city. Like Stax hates the Knicks, and it's never that. You know, it's with me. I'm always about reality. I'm about truth. I'm about the fact that in the biggest market in the world, how you can't find a way to get a fan the winner. And I say it all the time, and I'll say it until I leave. Winning starts before the game, before tip-off. Winning starts upstairs, starts with Dolan and Mills and Phil. You look at the model franchises, you look at the – their winning starts in the scouting. scouting. It starts in the scouting it starts in the training room. It starts in commitment. It starts in how people practice. It starts in ownership and assistant GMs and agents and the line people take, the hard and soft cap, the respect of the salary cap, the inclusion of the fans. There's a lot of things that go into winning. The product on the floor is last. The people right. you see down there in the uniforms is the last part of a championship. That's why the Knicks will never win. You know, it has to be a change upstairs. You bring in Phil, you talk about changing a culture, which means that they admit that it was always a losing culture. That's all that means. It means that they're willing to admit that this thing was always a sham. 
<laughs> the, the, fact, we're going to be back. You watch. <laughs> hey, look, I would love. Listen, I've been here too long. I've been in this thing all my life in New York. I was here, unfortunately. And I don't want to reveal my birth certificate, but I was here the last time they won. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, was, I was here in 73. You know, I was mm-hmm. here with the Canyon Arrow. I was here. Yeah, I was enough to I saw it. So I know what it's like for New York to win. I know what it's like. And they deserve it. The corporate seats, the sponsors. I don't know if you've been to the new garden. I know you have the billion dollar renovation. The, the garden right now, the reason it's surviving, and I'm not knocking it, is because it's a party. Basketball is the last thing going on in the garden right now. It's a party. Go in there. It's a big fan cam. It's a, it, Dolan did a good job disguising. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he did a good job disguising what's really going on on the court. But um, in all reality, I just think you need to really, really can the triangle. I think you need the players, of course, Brian, Sean, Shaq, Kobe, of course, Jordan, Pippen, Paxson. It's going to work. Over here, no disrespect, you don't have that kind of talent to run a triangle. You need talent to run a triangle. I think that's what Phil don't want to realize. Maybe he sees it now, but if he can that, and just go ahead and get a system. Just get a system, stick to it, try to get some big names in here. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard because big names want to win. No, big names want to win. So, uh, you know, I want to see how they uh, they talk that Durant. No, I want to see how you convince somebody to come over here and you're not even cracking the AC knees. I don't. I want to see. I really want to see if they can convince somebody to say, "Hey, I don't care. I just want to check." Because that's what it's going to be until they change, until they really start winning consistently, and they deserve it. New York is a great town right now. It's full tourists, everything. They really should be winning. They should be capitalizing on this. So that, that's my argument with them. Dolan, yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy Dolan, Jimmy Guitar Dolan. Right? As much as important he is, he uh-huh. really, really has to. I'm telling you, he's he going to have to change the way they do it. You know, their media policy, the, the way they do a lot of things that they do in terms of uh, how they deal with the media, you know, the, the muzzle that they. It's a secret organization, you know, and I don't think that really works. Phil said he would open it up, he did two interviews. I'm like, how are you opening it up? No, you under the muzzle of Dolan. You did two interviews. Well, Come on, nigga, you know. You well, I don't know nothing about that. I was just you asking you a question. <laughs> That's it. Boy, don't start me, man. Go ahead. Go somewhere else, man. Nigga, um, before I let you go, um, I guess you can do a, do a promo on the event, how people can reach out to you and things of that nature. I also got a tweet from our boy, Ant. He said he was going for the MVP, so I just want to put that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's all right. No, so basically, uh, event is this Tuesday at Hard to Guard Celebrity Stars game. Uh, same time, 7.30. Uh, if you're looking for tickets, you can go on Eventbrite and uh, search Hard to Guard Celebrity Stars game, or you can go at my Instagram at eberg, E-B-U-R-G-O-N-E, and click on my uh, link. Or you can reach me via e- uh, e- email at eberg1971 at gmail.com if you're looking for tickets. All right, Edgar Burgos, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Right, hey, good luck with that, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate okay. it. Later. All right. So, yeah, again, yeah. Edgar Burgos, Heart to Guard, Celebrity Stars game this Tuesday, Baruch College, 24th Street, Lexington Avenue here in New York City. 
check it out. Uh, like like I said, Jada Kiss, Fat Joe, Peter Rosenberg of Hot ninety seven. It's it's uh, you know I'm I'm trying to look at the flyer now. Victor Cruz, CC Sabathia, John Starks, DJ Clue. And, wow. Um, you know your boy Un P, Bobito. So it, it, it's a lot of people that's gonna be there in attendance playing. Um, but it's all for a good cause for diabetes research, $25 to get in um, pre-day. If you're trying to get in on that day at the door, it's going to be $35. So go ahead, check it out, Eberg1 on Twitter and on Instagram. And don't miss out on, on, on Winter Jam. He has performances, Troy Ave, and other people, so go check it out. Um, but, G, coming up next, got our boy, Ian Bagley, ESPNNewYork.com. I'm going to talk some NBA and Knicks stuff with him. Of course, the Hall of Fame thing that I talked to you about earlier. But you're live with Randy Cruz and Uncle G Stacks on the Hits Radio Show podcast. Don't go anywhere. What's up, pod people? This is Billy Corbin. And when I'm not directing 30 for 30s, I'm chilling here in the sun in Miami listening to these guys in New York freeze their asses off on the Hoops in the Sun radio show. On the Hits Radio Show podcast, Randy Cruz, Uncle G Stacks, hit me up on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-A-N-D-Y, the letter J, C-R-U-Z, and we got to get Uncle G a new Twitter account. Um, we don't know what the name is going to be, but once we know, we'll, we'll we'll put it out there so you you guys can hit up Uncle G. And um, So we have Ian Bagley, ESPNNewYork.com. On the line, Ian. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, hey, how you guys doing tonight? What's going on, Ian? Good. Hey, hey, Ian, man. I don't know what it is, but every time you come on, every time you come on the show, (laughs) Uncle G is on, and I tell him Ian Begley's coming on. He calls in. When I say Ian is not coming on, G does not call in. (laughs) We have a great chemistry, man. What (laughs) kind (laughs) of? No, <laughs> I snuck Ian in. Yeah. I took. I snuck Ian in as co-host, man. You know, uh, exactly. the ESPN thing, man. Uh, you know, it's a little stronger than Hits Radio, so I went man. with the home run here. <laughs> but happy New Year to you, E. It's good to see. It's good to hear from you, man. Um, you're always family up here, and uh, I don't know. I just keep going back to that night in Baychester. I can't get over it. It's the same for me every time. It's like a vision that won't go away, man. And, just me, you, and the whole crew up in there, man, on Nutty Fridays, man. And uh, it's, 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 un, it's, it's just unreal, man, how at home you are in the hood, man. Um, you kept your promise. Came up to the beach, heard your uncle do a game, had a great time, and I was just proud. I was peacock proud. Um, likewise, my friend. I always have so much fun when I'm hanging out up there with you. It's always a good time. I mean, <laughs> So welcome, bro. We appreciate it. 
Yeah, yeah. That's so thing. I do I do want to start off like this, Ian, and, and I know your time is precious. So when G got on, um, G, G has not been in the loop on Twitter because, you know, <laughs> we forgot the password and the email, so he hasn't been on yeah, in a couple of months. So he, he would not have seen the convo me and you and Joe had last week, but I broke it down to him earlier. He didn't know when he found out he was very happy. So basically – um, we're going to induct you into the Hoops in the Sun Hall of Fame this summer. And I told him how everything went down. He's happy. He's excited. Um, I got to ask you, what are your thoughts on being in the Hall of Fame for our tournament this summer? Really hard to put in words, man. Really hard to put in into words. Uh, it's a huge honor. Huge honor just to be to be thought of in that light um, and just to honestly have been a part of a little part of, of what you guys have done over the last decade or more, uh, just growing the tournament the way you've grown it, just for me to be be a little part of that. It's been amazing. And, uh, you know, it's overwhelming just to, to honor and um, the, the idea that I'm – that I'm in that special group, it's really overwhelming. And then it's funny because when I when I first wrote you and I told G that it happened when I put the picture up of Andre Barrett scoring what was then um, the record for most points in, in, in a Hoops in the Sun game, 57. And that was back in 06, and that was the year before G got there. And then I, I wrote you and said, hey, I, I, you, know, you wrote this, and you, you said, yeah, and then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? If that came out in 06 and Ian was covering this league even f- from then, that's like nine, ten years. And, and you've exactly. been through Daily News, New York Post, and now with ESPNNewYork.com, and you've been the one constant media outlet person that we've, we've, you know, we've relied on. And I'm like, wow, he's been there through everything. Like, why not? And that's why I put the capital letters HOF. But when I started thinking about it, I was like, you know, this this could be a great idea because not not only great, but it, you know, you're more than deserving to be in the nod for Hall of Fame. And when everything happened with me, you and Joe, I was like, this is one crazy idea. We every time we've done that, we've always told people like in June and or early July. Now that you know, in February, there's no reason why you can't tell me you, you can't be there in July or August or whatever. So I know. If, Right now, you're gonna be there to accept that that plaque, man. Oh, definitely, I'm there, bro. I'll be there. I'll be there a night early. I, I'll come camp out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I can't imagine yeah. the speech you're gonna you're gonna have, man. I can't. I can't even picture it right now what you're gonna say. I can't wait, man. I cannot wait. It is truly. An honor and a blessing, and I can't, I can't thank you guys enough. Yeah. One more before uh, I throw it to G. Um, I mean, obviously, some people don't have the privilege to cover both the NBA and, and street basketball. You've had the privilege of doing so, not only for our tournament, but but for other tournaments as well. Um, what are some differences and similarities covering the NBA as well as street ball? Well. The uh, the intimacy of the atmosphere, you really can't beat it when it comes to street ball. You're right there. 
um, you get to see these guys up close and personal. You get to see aspects of the game uh, that you wouldn't an NBA game. You know, the the trash talking, the you know, talking about calls, uh, the looks the guys give among their teammates to uh, or to the other team, and uh, just the little intricacies of the game. You get to see that in streetball because you're right there. Uh, your vantage point's incredible. You don't get that uh, in the NBA. And I guess you know with the with the NBA, it's a little more organized, um, and a little a little cleaned up. I guess you could say a little um, scrubbed down. So you're getting a level of authenticity uh, when you're covering streetball that you don't get when you're covering the NBA. Uncle G, from one Hall of Famer to another, man, go ahead. Yeah, I was I was just saying like not only is um, you know, it's an incredible honor, right? Um, I was just telling Randy how I'm so I'm I'm still I'm not yet able to absorb um, you know, what Joe and them did for me this summer as far as inducting me and you know, it's kinda like I listen to Kobe and them and I watch Jeter and and I watch people and again, there's no comparison, but I just watch people after they hear about it comes I and mean, they always seem to say, you know, like even Brady said the other night, I'm still too caught up. Like, I can't accept any of this stuff that's happening yet because I'm still doing it. You know what I'm saying, Ian? And it, it was strange for me to, you know, to hear Brady and them say that, to hear Jeter, to hear Mariano and them say that, because it really is. You know, I'm just saying, like, Joe and them put me in the Hall of Fame. I'm still just getting there. And, and mm-hmm. you know, in turn, like, I'm I'm just getting a hold of this thing. And then they put you in the Hall of Fame. You're like, wow, these dudes really, you know, I really kind of already did what I came to do. And I want to do so much more. So it's, it's really, really an incredible honor. And, and Ian is worthy of it. Um, The class of people that Joe and Randy, I think that's one of the things. They're good kids. But one of the things that they really, really hold tight, I guess it's their connection to their dad or whatever, but they won't Hall of Fame you unless you've meant something to the league. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. just that's just the way they are. And I think it's a good standard. I think, you know, not only because I did it, I just watched the class of people I'm in with from Satterfield, I mean, to Danny Basil, to, to Kendrick, to, you know, the unique, to just, they're just people that have shaped the brand. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, I think that is, is, is where they really, really get it right. Because there's so many people that would love to be in that ring, but they, you, you just, for them, they wait, and then there's a decade long wait. So, so I just think the leverage is great. Um, is it's, it's a great honor. I'm happy for Ian. I, I think he's deservedly, you know, he's deservedly so. And um, I don't know. It's, I was speechless. I mean, as much as I run my mouth, I was not able to find the description. I could not describe that moment. If you gave me a million minutes, I couldn't have got nothing off that day, but thank you, because it's, it's a hell of an honor. It really is. Really a good thing. And you know, when Stax, when you leave Stax speechless, that's saying a lot. <laughs> I couldn't, because, hey, Ian, look, when they did it first, Joe didn't, you know, nobody put me on. I just kept seeing kids come from my block. 
you know, I just kept seeing people. I was like, what do they do? But they keep coming up. And I was almost frustrated because I'm like, you know, my kids, you know, they have life and they, you know, they love the game, but I'm like, they sometimes they just know it. So I'm like, what do y'all want today? And it was just all of them. I said, well, what are they all up here for? And they already knew. You know, I guess Joe and Smith said, well, you can really put stacks in. And they all came up. And then when they finally called it, I still couldn't believe it. I just couldn't wow. believe that I had that plaque in my hand. I couldn't believe the ovation. I couldn't believe the fans and the Twitter love and the people that said stacks here. You know, we was with you from day one. And, boy, I'm telling you, it is really a mountaintop experience. It's, it's That's nothing amazing. like That's nothing in the world like people telling you. That's the biggest thank you you'll ever get. Do that. Really and you, you deserve it more than anyone, man. So I appreciate it. Really you really, you really, it's really humbling. It's really, I swear, and it's humbling. It's one of the most, it, I don't care how much pride you got, that when they tell you that, hey, man, you know, you're a Hall of Famer and you're here for good, it's humbling. And I know what Mariano and me, it's a humbling thing when people say thank you that way. It really is. That was enough for me. We got to make sure that, um, like I told Ian, we got to make sure we have the tent and the the umbrella to cover (laughs) it. Well, I I, I know I'll be there. I know I'll be front and center. I know Bobby C., you know, I know Unique, you know, everybody up there that loves Ian. You know, it's a magic moment for us because he's been fair. You know, he's been something that we've been proud to associate ourselves with. He's been wherever he's been, ESPN, wherever he's been, he's always been hit. So it'll be a magic moment for the beach. I'm quite sure the fans will love it. You know, they they always identify with them. It's one of the coolest white boys in the room. And uh, they identify. They always identify. So it's, I can't wait. I really, I really do. I want to be up there early. I want to be part of the whole process. And it's going to be another good Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame induction. Just to be able to, just to be able to cover uh, the league, you know, over the years has been an honor in and of itself. And now this, I'm just blown away. I'm really, boy, it really is amazing. And it's a, it's a true honor. And, uh, and I just, I look forward to it. We're joined by Ian Begley, sports writer, covering the New York Knicks for ESPNNewYork.com. Follow him on Twitter at Ian Begley. Now we go from street ball to the team you cover, Ian. Um, There's no way I'm going to let you go off this show without asking you a few things about the New York Knicks. Um, I mean, real quick, uh, I read, I think it was yesterday, Phil Jackson gave himself an F for the job he's been doing with the Knicks so far. Is that a fair, accurate grade he gave himself? (laughs) I think so. I think if you're talking about, from the time he took the job to now, I think, yeah, I mean, look, this team's 10 and 39. Uh, the move, the big move that Phil made did not work out. The trade of Tyson Chandler uh, and Ray Felton for from guys from Dallas, including Jose Calderon, that trade has not worked out. So, um, the team is where they are. It's going to be one of the worst teams in Nick history. So, I think he's right to say that you know, his experiment has been a failure thus far because he thought he had a playoff team on his hands. He thought this team would compete and claw and, and make a run for a playoff spot in the East. Clearly that hasn't happened. So, yeah, he had a short-term vision for this team. It really hasn't worked out the way he thought it would. Still has a long-term vision for the team, and, and I think that's really where you judge Phil Jackson. You judge him based on what he does 
you know, two or three years from now after he has a chance to really shape this roster in his mold after the offseason this summer and 2016 summer, uh, I think that's when you say, okay, let's look at what Phil has done and see what kind of mark he's leaving here. But but so far, yeah, it's been a failure for Phil. So I I think he he did right by, by saying he hasn't gotten a job done. One thing Phil Jackson is known for is the triangle offense, and Derek Fisher has been running the triangle throughout the year. Is it, in your opinion, is it in the Knicks' best interest to go away from the triangle because he can be stubborn about implementing that and the coach implementing that as well, but it might not be working out too well with the team. Should they go in a different direction when it comes to the offense? Well, I think you need to – you can run the triangle, but you have to – be able to uh, improvise a little bit and maybe implement some pick and roll, uh, implement some motion. Like, you know, look at what the Golden State Warriors do. They run a little bit of the triangle, but they also run some of that pick and roll, some of the motion that Steve Kerr ran in in San Antonio with the Spurs. So they have a great blend of offense out there. Now, really hard to compare the two because – Golden State has so much talent. The Knicks roster is devoid of talent. But I, I think that if you have that system and you you, you blend in the best um, aspects of a couple other offenses that work really well, I think that's what that's the system that really could allow the Knicks to thrive with the right personnel. But I think, you know, getting stuck in your ways and married to just one way, no matter how you do it, is a mistake. How do you think – they should approach the following. Um, Amari and Barnani's contracts, more so more so Amari, um, do you think they do anything before the trade deadline involving those two guys, or do you, do you think they just let them go off the books because their contracts run out this year? I think, uh, you know, with Barnani, they, they probably won't be able to trade him because of the contract that he's owed, so – they will probably weave him after the trade deadline. Uh, with Amari, it's a little more difficult because, you know, he's he's a, one of James Dolan, the owner's favorites, and he's a crowd favorite. So they kind of have to be delicate with his situation. Uh, I think they'd like to trade him, but they're going to be unable to do so. So then it's a matter of do you buy him out, do you waive him, or do you allow him just to finish out his contract? Uh, I tend to think that if they can convince him that he can go to a contender, they'll be able to buy him out. But beyond that, I think if that doesn't happen, he'll just end up playing out the rest of his days, the rest of his contract here, then his contract comes off the book. So it's more of a touchy situation with Amari than it is with Bargnani. Okay, now what about the the draft? The more they win – the less likely they'll get the, the number one pick. If they get number one, is it Okafor? And if not, if they're in like five, six, seven, whatever, who or what position should they target? They have so many needs, Randy. They have needs all over the floor um, outside of small forward. So I really think that, you know, you take the best player available that's not a small forward and and you mold him into whatever position you know whatever position he is you mold him into the the image of that position you need in the triangle 
you know, whether it's the kid Russell, whether it's Okafor, whether it's Towns, whether it's Moutier, whoever it is, mm-hmm. you take the player and, and you, you mold him in your image in the way you want him to, to run your offense or be a part of your offense. But you don't, I don't think, get locked into, okay, we need a big man or we need a point guard or we need a wing. I think if you have one of those picks that's, that's not number one, number two, number three, you go for the best player available. One more before I kick it to G. Now free agency. There's Marcus Gasol, Jimmy Butler, Goran Dragic, Draymond Green, Tobias Harris, countless other people out there who are likely to even think about coming to New York and who are some that that New York should look at because it'll fit in, it'll fit into what Phil wants, which is someone who has multiple talents and also plays defense. Yeah, I think you're going to – not really look at those top tier guys if you're the Knicks. Obviously, you would you would love them to come here, but I don't think it's very realistic that a Marcus Sol or a Marcus Aldrich or a Rajon Rondo end up here. So then you're looking at second tier guys, and you know guys that that Phil wants are guys who are going to compete on both ends of the floor. So I think you look at a West Matthews who can who can really fill it up. Uh, on the perimeter and also plays defense. So, you know, that's a guy who I think they would love to have here. Um, you know, Jimmy Butler fits that mold for sure, but Chicago has said that it will do everything it can do to retain him. So you probably, you're probably barking up the wrong tree when you go that way. Uh, Draymond Green is a guy who, who fits that description. Uh, you're going to have to pay, overpay to get Draymond here, but I think he'd be a great fit. So I think, you know, those those two names are guys who I would think that they would be keen on, West Matthews, Draymond Green, and then you kind of see how the market shakes out. Uncle G. Yeah, and, and that's kind of really where they are right now. My thing, see, my question is always, you know, when you just look at the nucleus upstairs, you know, I'm more focused on what's going on up there than I am on the court, and I'm a real uh, – just a firm believer that it, it happens, you know, way upstairs before it gets on the floor. And I just think with Allen Houston and and with Steve Mills and with Phil, you know, I, I still believe, and, and Ian probably would know better than me, I just believe that the consensus can still be bucked at the end. For instance, there can be a commitment. You know, I'm quite sure that in, in all these moves that have been made, I just can't believe that it's been one firm mindset that this would like for instance I think maybe Alan may agree and maybe Steve and Phil but then you gotta convince Jimmy and mm-hmm. I still don't think you know I, and I'm getting I'm just doing guesswork here from the results see I still don't think that regardless of what conclusion they come to that it's automatically a go with Jimmy because I think he's showing when he hijacked the Carmelo Anthony negotiations that hey you know <laughs> No matter what people say, I'm still the boss here. But I think his – I really believe, and I swear, I think his – the way they do business out in Bethpage, vision, it affects the way he does business with the Knicks. And it's two different worlds. You know, this this is not – yeah, it's corporate, but something – like you've installed Phil – and you gotta leave. You gotta let Phil. You gotta have the faith at sixty million to say, "Yo, I'll just hear about it." 
You right. gotta have that. You gotta. You gotta say, all right. Look, I don't even want to be around. I'm not Jerry Jones. I'm not. You know, I'm not this small Cuban dude. I don't need to be close to this thing. It'll explode. Right. <laughs> you know. But again, I think you know. I just think he loves it. I think he loves the uh, the leverage. I think he understands. Hey, yeah, I'm the boss. And that doesn't work in basketball. You know, you talk to Peter Holt, the owner out there in fact, you know, Antonio. We talk about a successful owner over a decade, over a decade or more. And this is a guy that doesn't even want to be known. Mm-hmm. You, don't, mm-hmm. you don't know Peter Holt unless you really know basketball. Right. That's how good he is at staying out the way. I think, I think you, you, you hand over the reins, and then you just trust the decision to say, hey, uh, this is where we're going, and I believe in this guy. Oh, hey, I'm the, if he can swallow Larry Brown's contract, then I know you can afford to let Phil sit there and do what you brought him in to do. And, and that's, to me, going to be what we'll see here now that they're losing. We're going to see is the commitment philosophically to Phil and then Steve. And, you know, even though I don't really like the fact that Steve is still around because he was under, he was over there when the thing was a crash dummy. He was mm-hmm. over there when Isaiah and them was <laughs> so for him to be back for me is a red flag. But again, I'm only looking on the outside. But I'm not looking at what's going on on the floor until they show me cohesion upstairs. Until mm-hmm. they show me one mindset of what's going on upstairs, I'm not interested in what's happening down there because it's going to continue to be chaotic. Right. That's just, that's just me. Right. It makes sense. It makes sense. And that's the approach. And he's got a history of of getting involved and, and, Thank you. Get, <laughs> involved and, and ultimately being reactionary in the next and making the wrong move. So exactly. he's going to be hands off and kind of just have to wait and see there. Is, is he a man exactly. of a word when it comes to this or? Will he will he start to meddle again, and will it will it impact the team? Exactly. Okay. Two more before so. I let you go, Ian. Um, what's your take on how Jr. and Shumpert look in Cleveland? Man, I like how Jr. looks. He just looks like he's playing free and easy. Yeah. He's not yeah. Thinking things. Yeah. He's knocking threes down. He's got a more defined role. It seems like he's playing with a purpose. Exactly. He's playing without uh, the burden of a guy who I guess felt like he was being watched and had to do the exact right thing out there on the floor. I really like him. He looks looks like 2012-2013 JR, and I guess that's just, just an example of triangle is not for everybody. It's 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 not a fit. Not every player can fit in that offense, and some guys, you know, it just doesn't work out. And I think Jr. was one of those guys. And uh, just a personal level, I think he I always thought he was a great guy with the media. So I'm happy to see him doing well out in Cleveland. Last one, Ian. Um, All Star Weekend is in, is uh, in New York next week. What are you doing, man? Are you, are you trying to get away? Are you trying to enjoy the festivities, or this is more time to like get a little mini mini vacation going on? I wish it was a vacation, bro. I'll be working. I'll be working. I'll be covering uh, all the events for ESPN. So, ah. so I'll be out there Friday. I'll be out there Saturday. I'll be out there Sunday. Uh, no vacation, but it should be fun. It's gonna be fun to see the kind of show that the NBA will put on uh, this weekend in the Big Apple or next weekend in the Big Apple. 
Absolutely. Likewise, man. I mean, it, it hasn't been here, what, 17 years, so we we might as well enjoy it, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome, everybody, back. Hey, Ian Begley, uh, Hoops in the Sun, Hall of Famer, ESPNNewYork.com writer. Hit him up on Twitter at Ian Begley. Always a pleasure, man. And um, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your All-Star weekend. I know we'll catch up soon. Pleasure is all mine, guys. Yeah. Thanks for having Thank me. You. Have a great night. We'll talk to you more right. soon. Cool. So special thanks to, of course, my, uh, my guy, Uncle G Stacks, for joining us here on the Hits Radio Show podcast. Our two guests. Pleasure is all mine, baby. Of Heart to Guard Entertainment, of course, Ian Begley, ESPNNewYork.com writer. How do you feel, G? Feel good? You feel, uh... Hey, man, it was good. It was uh, it was a load off my back. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to get that first one in, and I think it's just repetitive after that. And um, it's good to be back out here with the fans. Like I said, number one podcast in the country for a while. And, you know, what you guys have been able to build, you know, with or without me. I mean, I, I had a good run at it, you know, a few years back, and we really, really built the thing up. But you've been able to keep the torch going, and, with or without me, it's just a great, great venue for sports, man. You see the ESPN guys, you see Edgar come plug his, and we've just been able to really, really get the guys to come on and share. So, I'm proud to be part of the family, man. I want to thank the fans. I really, really want to uh, just thank everybody that calls in and listens in that, that rocks with his radio, man. You know we love you back, and stay tuned for that. Uh, that you know what this spring and this summer, man. Just make sure you stay with hits, man. Always hits radio. Randy Cruz, number G Stacks. That's right. At Randy J Cruz on Twitter, we'll find out what Uncle G's new Twitter is going to be. Yeah, we're gonna get a new Twitter up, man. <laughs> we had the largest Twitter family in the nation, man. As far as street boy, you know, I just want to let the fans know that the Uncle G Stacks page didn't go down. You know, we just somehow another day. Could be Alzheimer's. I don't know if the uh, <laughs> the password got away, and we just couldn't we couldn't get back in. But uh, we working on it, and we refused we refused to let more than four or five hundred followers drown. You know, I got your back. The Stacks administration is still alive and well, and uh, we just got to get another page. Don't forget BlogTalkRadio.com, also HitsRadioShow.com, Stitcher, and iTunes to download and hear the podcast. For Radio Cruz, Uncle G Stacks. Thanks again. Have a good night. All right.